The previous Mishnah taught that if somebody is ill and he appoints a messenger to deliver a get to his wife, the messenger can go and deliver that get to his wife and she'll be considered divorced and we do not need to be concerned that perhaps the husband died before the get reached his wife. The reason why we don't need to be concerned is based on the principle of Chazaka, that if we have a doubt as to whether or not something has changed, we assume that it remains as it has been until now, that it has not changed. So since he has a chazaka of being alive, he is therefore assumed to still be alive. And the Mishnah went a bit sidetracked to bring a couple of other examples of chazaka. And this Mishnah continues that discussion. Rabbi Lozman Partal said three things, three examples in front of the Chachomim concerning this rule of Chazaka, the Kinyamus Devorov, and they established and agreed with his words. Firstly, Al Irsha a city which was surrounded by an enemy army besieging them, and there is a doubt as to whether or not the city has been captured or not, whether the enemy has entered the city yet or not. Second example, Valas Finamitrefis Bayom, regarding a ship which is moving about incontrollably at sea. It's in a storm. And third example, somebody who is going out on the way to Basin to be judged regarding a capital case. So if he comes out guilty, then he's going to be killed. In these three examples, the people involved, meaning the people in the city, the people on the ship, or the person who is on the way to court, they have a chazok of still being alive. They're in a particular danger of dying, but right now it's considered a doubt, and therefore we go according to the Chazoka that they are still alive. However, a city which the besieging army had conquered that city already and they'd entered the city, and a ship which was lost at sea and it had been sunk, and somebody who is going out to be killed, and we're talking about a case where he's going out to be killed by a non-Jewish court. He's been given a death sentence, and he's being led to be killed, and it's not yet known whether they've actually killed him or not. Now, in all three of these cases, there, the likelihood is that he's been killed already. However, there is still a slight possibility that he's still alive. It's true that the enemy might have entered the city, it doesn't mean that every, some, everyone in the city is dead. There are ways also once a, sea, once a ship is sunk at sea, it is possible technically for the person to survive. And in the case where he's being led to be killed, somebody might bribe the people who want to kill him, and they won't end up killing him. And because of this slight possibility, we can no longer rely on the chazaka, but there is still a possibility that he's alive. So the Mishnah says, We place upon him the stringencies of somebody who is alive, and the stringencies of somebody who is dead. And therefore one ramification of that would be that Bas Yisrael Koyen or Bas Koyen Yisrael, whether his wife is a Bas Yisrael, who without being married to him cannot eat truma, but because she's married to him she can eat truma, because he is a Koyen, or whether she is somebody who without being married to him can eat truma, because she's a Bas Koyen, she comes from a family of Koyanim, but she's married to him and he is a Yisrael, so as long as she is married to him she cannot eat truma. So in both of these cases, she cannot eat truma because of the possibility that he is alive or dead, and according to one of the options of the possibilities, she would be forbidden to eat truma. Mishnah hey, I may get married to Israel, somebody who brings a get in Eretz Israel, meaning he was appointed to be a messenger to deliver a get, and everything is taking place within Eretz Israel itself. So he is not required to testify that it was written and signed in front of him. A simple case where somebody appoints him as a messenger to deliver the get to his wife. The Khala. But the messenger became ill, 
or something else ha- happened, which means that he's not able to fulfill the mess- the thing which he needs to do to deliver the get to the person's wife. Says the Mishnah, He is able to send it in the hands of somebody else. It is learned from Psukim that not only is Shluchish Odom Kamoisoi, the messenger of somebody is considered to be like the person sending him. That's how appointing a messenger works. The Torah says, for example, that the husband needs to give his wife a get in order to divorce her. So how can he appoint a messenger? Their answer is because Shluchish Odom Kamoisoi, the messenger is considered to be sort of an extension of him himself. So not only is that true regarding the fact that if he does the job himself, it's as if the husband did it, but the messenger also gains the ability to appoint another messenger to fulfill the job. And therefore, if he's not able to deliver the get, he can appoint somebody else to do so. Now, the Mishnah implies that if he wasn't ill, then he cannot do this. And the reason why he shouldn't do this, he is technically able to. A messenger has the power to appoint another messenger. But ideally, he shouldn't do so because there is a concern that if the husband hears that he did it, he won't be happy about it, and he'll nullify the entire appointment of the, even the first messenger. He'll take back that appointment itself, but meanwhile, his wife will have received a get, and she won't know that he went back on his appointment. So she'll think that she's divorced, but really she won't be divorced, because the appointment of the messenger wasn't valid. So in case that happens, ideally one should not appoint a different messenger, in case the husband is not happy about it, and he ends up nullifying the entire appointment of the messenger. As well as that, if the husband said to the messenger when he appointed him, that you should give my wife the get, and totally take from her a particular item. She right now has one of my items, I want you to take it from her, and to bring it to me. In this case, then even if the messenger becomes ill, he should not send the get in the hands of somebody else to deliver it to the woman. Because the husband does not want somebody else to end up having that item under his watch. He wanted and trusted the messenger who he appointed to, to look after that item. But he doesn't necessarily trust anybody else. As well as that, there is a concern that the husband told the messenger to do things in a particular order, such that it was sort of like a condition. He said, only divorce her and give her the get if she gives you this item. Or perhaps he said that after you give her the get, then she should give you the item. And there are details relevant to this case, and relevant to this condition. And we're concerned that when the first messenger appoints the second messenger, he won't necessarily be clear as to what exactly the instructions of the original person were. So he might come to do it in the wrong order, with the wrong details, and the woman who receives the get will think that she's divorced. But really, because he didn't fulfill the instructions in the exact manner that he was supposed to, the divorce was invalid, and we'll have a very severe problem of her thinking that she's divorced, and she'll go and marry somebody else, where in reality she's still married to this original husband. And because of that, if there's anything else involved in this thing which the messenger needs to do, for example, taking this item back, then he should not appoint a different messenger. Mishnavov, how many you get somebody who brings a get and he brings it from abroad, so he is required to say that it was written and signed in front of him, but Vachala, he became ill and he's not able to deliver it. Now there's a problem, he can't just appoint a different messenger because the other messenger didn't see it being written or signed. So he won't be able to testify that and therefore the Bastin won't accept the get when he arrives there. Says the Mishnah, Wherever he is then, he should go to Bastin, explain them the situation, and the Bastin will make another messenger, a messenger of themselves, the me- a messenger of Bastin, and they send the get with that messenger. 
And in order for this to happen, firstly, the original messenger who was appointed needs to tell this base then that it was written and signed in front of him. And then the base then appoint this person as a messenger to deliver the get. And when this messenger arrives to the woman, the last messenger doesn't need to say that it was written and signed in front of him. In fact, he's not able to because that's not true. Rather, what he needs to say when he arrives at the woman, the basin in the woman's location, he needs to say that I'm a messenger of the basin, and they appointed me to deliver this get. After the first messenger delivered it to them, the basin appointed me to pass it on to the woman now, and that way this divorce would be valid when this man gives her over the get. Mr. Zion, there are a number of different tithes, gifts, which a farmer needs to give from his field to particular people. For example, he needs to give truma which is a small part of the field's produce, to a koyain. And you can choose which koyain to give it to. He has to give Meisterishin to a levy, Meister Oni, another tithe, to poor people. And again, in all of these cases, he can choose which poor person or koyain or levy to give it to. The mission discusses a case of Hamal Moises a koyain vesalidhis Oni. Somebody lends money to either a koyain or a levy or a poor person. And he makes a condition, there's mafrish alehen, that the repayment of the loan will be that he is going to separate the various tithes as the repayment of the money. Meaning, instead of the coin repaying him the amount of money which he took, he said that he's going to separate, let's say, truma for the coin, but he's not actually going to give it to him. As soon as he separates it, it's going to be considered as if that coin received it, and then he's going to keep it with him, as it were, take it back from the koyain, even though he never physically gave it to the koyain. He'll keep it as payment for the debt which the koyain needs to pay him. And for when it comes to truma, since a non-koyain can't eat it, so he might sell the truma to a different koyain, by the other tithes where he is able to eat it, so he'll actually keep it for himself and eat it. And it's important to note that you can't, in a regular case, this wouldn't work. Because it's not that this particular koyain has the rights to the trimmer which he separates. Until he's given the trimmer to a particular koyain, once he separates the trimmer, that trimmer is now considered to be owned by all of the koyanim. All of the koyanim have, all of the koyanim have rights to that trimmer. It's just that they can't take it without the owners giving it to them. But how can we say that it's as if that particular koyain has already received it? He just separated it as trimmer. And now he's got the right to choose which coin specifically to give it to. But until he's actually given it, it's not as if a particular coin has received it. So the Gemara explains you're talking specifically about a case where this person always gave the trimmer to the same person. Whenever he had trimmer, he always gave it to this particular coin. And because of that, all the other coin in the world, they give up hope and don't expect any chance of receiving that trimmer themselves. So the rights which they do have in that trimmer by giving up hope or any expectance of receiving that truma, so they are relinquishing any rights which they do have to the truma. And therefore, indeed, only this person who always receives it is left with rights, and therefore we can say that it's as if he's received it already, because it would, it would definitely go to him if he would be giving the truma to a particular koyain. So either way, this is the arrangement which they had. The Mishnah says, based on the principle of Chazokah, Mafresh Alein Becheskas Shein Kayomen, he can separate this truma for, a, a, as being the repayment of the money and rely on the Chazokah that they are still alive. He does not need to be concerned that the Kayon or the Levi died or that the poor person became wealthy, such that he would not be entitled to the truma or the Maiserishan or the Maiser Oni, whatever the tithe may be. And then the Alkanim would have rights to it. 
And they certainly wouldn't give up hope of receiving it because now the person who generally receives it can't receive it anymore. So this is another example where we're using this principle of chazaka. Now what happens once this koyen or levi or poor person meets who they die? They have a debt to return to this particular person, this particular farmer, and when they die, so the debt gets passed down to the inheritors to repay the debt. So if the farmer wants to continue this arrangement, then instead of them giving back real money, say he'll separate the tithe, and it will be as if they received it, and he'll keep it for himself, and that will be the repayment totally through the negotiation. He needs to take um, permission from the inheritors to continue that arrangement, because they might want to just give him regular money, in which case it wouldn't be as if they received it as soon as you separate it for them, because they don't want that, and they might, they might want to actually receive the truma. And therefore he needs to get their permission. However, if he lent the original borrower the money in front of Beistin, then they don't need to take permission from the inheritors to continue this arrangement. And this is because the Beistin sort of make it as part of the condition of the loan that this will continue even after the borrower dies and the inheritors need to repay the debt. And the reason why they did this, and wanted this, is in order to encourage people to lend money, especially to a coin or a levy or a poor person, and therefore since the farmer wants to do this arrangement, so we make it that it's easier for him to do so, and that the arrangement will continue, and that way he'll be more willing to lend the money to the coin, the levy, or the poor person.